You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by STS Steel Targets, premium shooting targets and accessories. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty and uh, joining me outside a closed pub, but we'll get into that more in a moment, uh, a few gentlemen uh, involved with the Precision Tactical Rimfire Shoot coming up in a few weeks here in Adelaide. Uh, starting off with a familiar voice, Galen. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, Rusty. How are you? Yeah, going all right, man. That's going all right. Good. And uh, the other gentleman involved here, we've got Peter over there. Peter, how you doing? Good evening, Rusty. A bit cool out here, but we were doing all right. We're yeah, fine. Thank no. you. Bad and the uh, the third lineup tonight is Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, good, Rusty. Um, it's very interesting that a pub closes at nine thirty at night, which is a little bit strange for Adelaide. Well, they didn't actually throw us out; they just said we're closing. Well, they're Peter, still drinking in there. Peter picked the pub, so um, clearly we've got him to blame. But the reason we are at a pub and the reason that we are recording after it closed is because Ben got kicked out. For drinking too much? No, he. Uh, we we just had a meeting about the this particular rimfire shoot that we've got coming up, and I'm here with uh, you know a few of the guys who are putting this all together. Certainly, the two guys who dreamed it all up in concept. So, gentlemen, tell us about it. What's uh, what's happening? We're only a few weeks away from it. A couple of weeks away from it. All getting a bit scary, mate. After mm. the meeting tonight, and everyone telling me how much interest there was around the place. Um, ben and I actually came up to. One of your little shoots up at Callington going back, oh, what's that now? Six, seven months six, ago? Yeah, six, six months. months yeah. Something seven. like that? Yep. And um, had an absolute ball. Thoroughly loved it and thought, well, yeah, this is cool. Um, it's something that really we th- we thought we could take a little further afield because we're, we're both sort of very active in the in the club side of things. Yeah, um, sure. More so pistol, I suppose, than uh, rifle, but we both love the little 22s. Mm. So we thought, well, why not get something together and see what we can do so we put together a bit of a flyer we talked about a couple of crazy stages we thought we'd have a little bit of fun with it and got it out there but uh from that point it's just snowballed absolutely snowballed well this, this is not the first shoot you guys have done since that shoot six seven months ago you've done a, a couple of others within some of the clubs is that right yeah, so um, this will probably be our third shoot. Um, we've done two other mini shoots with other clubs, um, which has been heaps of fun. Um, but yeah, this one's a massive one for everyone. Yeah, nice. And so give us a bit of a rundown of what uh, you've got planned. We're talking, we'll give the details now. When has it been? Um, the 21st of January at uh, on a Sunday, yeah. Yeah, cool. And so you actually have the um, choice of um, going to church or going to our church. <laughs> I'm sure we could combine the bo- both. I'll bring a Bible along. That'll be fine. Torrens Valley Pistol Club. It's actually part of the State Shooting Park Complex. And there's nowhere near Torrens Valley, I Absolutely found out. Absolutely nowhere near Torrens Valley. <laughs> so if you look up Torrens Valley or try to get there when you are looking for this shoot, um, don't. Yeah, don't. Car- Carmelo Road, Virginia. Part of State Shooting Park. And that's in South Australia for those uh, who are interstate or overseas. And this is the first the first one in this, well, this, this is the first larger one that you've done. You've done the other two that you said, the small ones. Yeah, so we've done um, smaller stages. So we've had a maximum of about three or four stages. Um, this time we have nine. Yeah, nice. 
Excellent. So, Galen, you've, you've been roped into this as well, mate. And what's your involvement with it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually RO on the day and happy just to, to be involved with the, with the guys and, and with the comp and from, you know, from being a comp shooter myself and, um, you know, seeing the interest in, you know, PRS-style centerfire-type comps. Um, yeah, I'm just amazed at the interest that um, they've had with the 22 the mm. rimfire comp. So, yeah, just uh, heading out and, uh, you know, officiating on the day a little bit and uh, looking to have some fun. Awesome. So there's some details on the event, and perhaps if, if people want to find some more stuff, where can they find you, uh, Peter? Good question asked, Ben. He's the <laughs> Facebook man. So yeah, if you just head to Facebook, if you just go to the Precision Tactical Rimfire um, page, um, either Peter or I add you, just yeah, click in there. There's many, many people. So um, we've already got over about 250 followers. So um, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. We've got international um, people looking at our page um, as well as statewide everywhere. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Look, it's certainly the, the interest in, I mean, we, we know, you know we're involved with it, the interest in PRS style, precision rim, uh, precision rifle side of things. It's huge and growing. And rim but, fire, ev- but the thing is, though, Rusty, everyone's got a twenty two somewhere in their safe, so why not bring it out? Yeah, exactly what I was going to say, mate. The, the rimfire stuff is such a broad audience because m- most people have access to one and it's a, it's a really easy one to get into. And there's no reloading, which is um, brilliant. And you don't have to pick <laughs> up your brass, which is even better. <laughs> we even heard a couple of stories tonight from some of the guys who just turned up at this planning meeting. And um, some of the guys are actually from the shops. And they've actually said people have actually been going in. They've come from other shooting disciplines, some of the pistol shooters and whatnot. They've gone in and actually bought 22 rifles, drop scopes on top, specifically to come out and shoot this. So yeah. it's just blown us away. It really has. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what sparked your interest in it? The shoot you did in July, was that the first time you've done this style of shooting? I've been involved in shooting since I was about 13, involved in the club scene for probably the last 30-odd years. I'm a bit of an old fart as far as that goes. What Pete actually means, he used to throw rocks because they didn't have guns back then. How did you know? Not you sure weren't they had old ro- enough to know. Not sure they had rocks back then, mate. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, look, I've, I've, I've done a fair bit of rimfire. I started off doing a bit of uh, metallic silhouette. I've done some running bore. I always love the 22 side of things. Yeah. Um, from there, I'm a, a member of a club, and we have a regular monthly rifle shoot with different sorts of ways of doing things in different disciplines and always trying to cook up something new as to what to do. And after going to your shoot and realising the, the beauty of actually shooting at steel, where you didn't have to walk down and spend half your time patching and scoring and worrying about the rain and the wind blowing your targets away it was just simple sweet easy and from that um, we've developed the target process a little bit further for this one Um, some of the targets we're we're going to be using a bit more of a novelty basis yep Um, we've got some electronics going with it so we get some flashing lights happening and we've got some some bit of movement. We've got a slider and a couple of bobber targets, all associated with steel. So there's there's still not that whole target aspect there. Um, and we've just put it together, and it's it's going to be it's PRS style, no question about it, because that's mm-hmm. that's really where it's coming from. But we're trying to keep it um, at a more less competitive and more fun type environment. Sure. Yeah. Um, so anyone can come along, and even you shooters are going to hit an awful lot of this, a lot of the gongs. They're going to have a good time, and that's the thing. And the good guys, there's going to be some hard stuff there. Although Torrens has actually only got a maximum range of 50, we've stretched 
a couple of the targets out to about 60 metres. Yep. It sounds pretty close, um, but There's some small now, targets in there. very small targets. They're not going to be that easy to hit. But this is also a fantastic opportunity to get um, in the ground floor for the actual PRS. So um, getting in with the, the bigger rifles, the, the longer shots, things like that. So it's just a good little practice ground as well. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point, Ben. Um, you know, I know um, a lot of people that I've competed against in the centerfire comps, the PRS style shooting, um, will be at the shoot. Um, you know, not just necessarily seeing it as a practice or, or a bit of fun, but just seeing it as an opportunity to shoot more and and moving forward into uh, you know you know a, a PRS style or a year you know full of PRS style shooting uh, you know the more shooting the more trigger time you get the better so a lot of guys are looking at it from that perspective as well there's some interstaters coming as well and from what I can work out they're bringing some pretty serious equipment over with them too yeah I've heard that um, Peter and um, a, a couple of those guys I've actually competed against is like one from Victoria and one from New South Wales um, and I've had a few sort of conversations with them and they're all you know really excited about the competition and yeah, just looking forward to a bit of fun, like 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 Ben says. And and look, I've seen the course of fire, and I've seen the targets, and I think there's going to be enough fun, and enough challenge to keep everybody happy. We're even actually lucky enough to have a unicorn on one of the stages. <laughs> a pink one at that. Um, well, for you, that Rusty. probably brings us into the point of Ben. You've uh, you've designed the match. <laughs> Hence the reason there's a pink unicorn. Is that is that the reason? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, actually looking forward to riding a pink unicorn. Um, it's probably one of my favourite pastimes. What about the match though, mate? Not just your personal hobbies? See, if I could actually integrate like reading poetry and walking along the beach as well, it would be fantastic. There, um, now, no, there's the, an idea. PRS on the beach. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Watching the, um, the sunset. And the budgie smugglers. Skipping bullets instead of <laughs> skipping stones. <laughs> Yeah, now he do it. You like three or four k shots. Yeah, that you have to put put skin. a gong on a boat. Yeah. Oh, we've <laughs> yeah, got enough it. sharks down here in South Australia to um, take care of that. So, speaking of which, apparently, actually, this is not relevant to this uh, type of podcast at all. But I'm going to tell the story anyway. We went out uh, with uh, Dutchy on the weekend, uh, who some of you may know, and certainly he will be appearing on some podcasts. Went out in this tiny little boat, and apparently there was a shark out. We found it after which we are using the excuse. That there was a shark, and that's why we didn't catch any fish. So um, the only thing I caught was sunburn, and it was uh, quite an exciting day. But anyway, back to uh, unicorns, Ben. Yeah, no, so um, the stages are actually quite fantastic. So there's <laughs> very challenges. I, I love I like, it. I like the fact that you've written the stages and you've gone, yeah, now these are probably the best stages in the world that have ever existed. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you can't get any, any better. Um, why would you look anywhere else when you could actually shoot one of our stages? Seriously. One one of yours, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't worry about those impact dynamic stuff. Like, yeah, just come to the precision tactical. Yeah, and, and ride the wild pink unicorn. <laughs> that that see, this is why I, I know your interest has been really good, and there's certainly quite a few people coming. But if you had put in that pink unicorn on the flyer, you would probably be talking like a three or four week long shoot with probably about seven or eight. Thousand people. Probably We're not far off that now. <laughs> probably not far <laughs> off that now. No, but that pink unicorn could have been. Anyway, we, we, we shall move on from that. Galen, have you uh, had any recent interactions with mythical creatures, mate? No, I haven't. I, I of course, 
like most people that have been on the Facebook site, have seen the the uh, the the said unicorn. Ah, uh, that's headless there. Though. Headless. It is yeah. headless unicorn. No, I haven't. So it had could any just be a horse in that it photo. It could, could actually be a pink horse, but um, yeah. No, look, I think uh, uh, all pink unicorns aside, uh, a little bit of work has gone into the you know designing the uh, the match, and and as I said, I think there will be a lot of interesting uh, stages. And certainly enough to keep everybody interested. Whether you're a new shooter and new to the uh, you know the, the the PRS style shooting, or just looking to have some fun, or, or even if you're a PRS shooter and looking to practice, there's plenty for everybody. And I think it'll be a great day. The other thing is, Galen, um, it's not just a PRS shoot. We have a lot of things coming from IPSC as well. Um, so uh, PRS, IPSC have a lot of similarities. So. Um, we've taken a lot of things like sliders, bobbers, um, and a lot of steel plates from that sort of IPSC background as well. And a fair bit of movement as well. Special thanks, actually, uh, Sean Milner, SDS Targets. No, don't, don't give him too much credit. He's done a wonderful job, absolutely <laughs> wonderful job with some of these little more creative targets we've got out there. And um, Well done, Sean. He, yeah, he did a fantastic job. And Scott Carruthers as well from the electronics side. He's, he's built some stuff up for us that I thought was going to cost millions. Uh, infrared sensors for impact sensors. We've got uh, a little bunny running down a slide. We've got a bobbing up bob that's all connected together with bobbing all time bob. delays. Bobbing up bob. Right. All on Good. time delay. So um, fingers crossed it all works. But if it does, it's going to be great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's always the risk, you know, putting some electronics into it. Things, uh, things can There's go There's going to be no rage malfunctions. It's all good. No, no rage malfunctions. No range malfunctions. No range. <laughs> no. There'll be a lot of rage, let me assure you. But <laughs> I was thinking completely different things. Yeah, fantastic. And so, Ben, you're, um, what about your little bit of background? But why, why this really sparked interest with you? Um, same sort of thing as um, what uh, Peter was saying earlier. Um, sort of loved the shoot back in July. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, um, you start spending a lot more money in regards to building up uh, <laughs> rigs and um, going silly like uh, building like Ruger Americans in an MDT chassis and putting skeleton MT MDT um, stocks on, which is like one of five in Australia at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, you just unfortunately sink a lot of money into a fun little sport. What's the unfortunately bit? Why is that a bad thing? I've got a um, wife and two kids that I need to actually feed sometimes, but I'd much prefer to buy an MTT <laughs> chassis. Right. Well, we shall send this uh, podcast through to uh, Child Protection um, to ensure they can hear <laughs> your attitude towards your children. Excellent. <laughs> you may have that dream fulfilled of not having them to worry about. No. Um, <laughs> I, I love, I love the fact the that... Yeah, no. So basically, I love the fact that we have the opportunity to do what we love and um, why not take that a little bit further and um, actually design courses that we want to shoot ourselves, not just as fun for everyone else, but we actually want to do it ourselves. And that's the best part about us. We have the love, we have the passion for the sport. So why not have the opportunity to actually grow what we love um, as a sport? Yeah. One of the things that came out of tonight is that the, the people here was an interesting integration of different types of discipline shooting. Certainly we was. had some of the PRS guys here and we've had a whole heap of the guys coming from the IPSC world. And a lot of those guys have been setting up stages, designing the whole IPSC concept for quite a while now. 
And I think that's that's one of the unique parts of what we've done here is we've, we've brought a little bit more kind of IPSC variety into it, but trying to maintain the PRS aspect at the same time. So clarify that for us. Like what, what are the elements we're seeing brought from IPSC more than the other way around? Because uh, no doubt there's a reasonable amount of IPSC already ingrained in PRS in many ways. I think the um, the movement in terms of target movement was not something we've seen a lot of in PRS in Australia yet, although I do understand it's, it's really taking off overseas now and you've got some plans there. Um, I mean, movement in terms of bobbers and spinners and sliders and all that sort of thing has been around in the IPSC world now for donkey's ages. Uh, and they've probably perfected making the machines that make these things work. Yep. Uh, so that's that's something I think we bring across, and we've we've only got one stage in this event where we're using them. It's a bit of a trial, but I mean, in in the clubs that I go to, the equipment sheds have, are just full of all sorts of different toys that we could really bring into this. And it's just a question of working out what you, is compatible and what can come across and what doesn't work for that. More what uh, twenty two will actually knock over. That's the question. Mm, that's a fair point, and and on the flip side of that, I guess one of the reasons we don't see so much uh, advanced targetry in PRS is because you're punching stuff with big centrifuges that will go through or damage contraptions, and if a uh, contraption goes down mid-comp and you can't rectify it quickly, it chews the comp up real quick. Uh, but it's great in the rimfire side of things where those things can uh, sort of move across quite well. And therefore, easily. a lot of the equipment actually already in place on stages, such as action mm. plates and stuff like that. We can shoot at those. What, what's an action plate? An action plate is a six inch plate. There's six of them in a row. They're set at uh, shoulder height. They're shot in what's called action match in pistols. So you're using 9mm, 38, fairly low powered loads. Uh, they're draw and fire at those targets from different distances moving back over a time. Mm-hmm. But yep. I mean, if if you, you throw a six and a half at one of those plates, you're just going to drill a hole straight through <laughs> it. But. Yeah, and you hit the frame, the thing will probably yeah, fall that's over. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well and truly, very good. Is there any other elements of IPSC that you you're sort of integrating into this side of things? There's a lot more I'd like to bring into this. I okay. think it's um it's also a question of trying to balance things out between experienced, inexperienced shooters. So that's something we're well aware of in terms of this shoot. There's a lot of people coming to a club that possibly haven't even shot at a club before. Uh, rifle handling, safety aspects, which we spoke about in there, we need to be a little clearer on. But, you know, IPSC, where we're charging through doors and we're shooting through portholes and a lot of this sort of stuff, some of it certainly PRS does. But um, there's a bit more of that there in IPS, like in IPSC, I think we could bring forward once you've got, you know, the shooter condition to using that sort of equipment. It. That that's an interesting point, Peter. I, I'm, as you know, uh, you know, a, a rifle shooter, PRS rifle shooter, and I'm now shooting IPSC pistol as well, and um, and it's been a, you know, it's it's a fairly big leap, but um, you know, just in the in the in the matches I've shot, um, you know, lately, you know, the complexity of the stages, how many rounds you end up putting down on a stage downrange. Um, is incredible in, in comparison to a PRS stage uh, generally. And, you know, I can certainly see a lot of benefit to PRS to taking some of that dynamic movement and um, and activity with the actual gun uh, back into a PRS situation. So, um, you know, I, I, think they, I, I think they run parallel. 
really both disciplines. Um, just to also point out in Australia, we mainly do pistol IPSC, um, where like overseas there's actually three gun um, IPSC. So you're looking at shotgun, rifle, as well as um, pistol. Um, but mainly in Australia, it's only just pistol IPSC. So um, a lot of the actual side of things uh, in regards to rifle, shotgun is not actually done in IPSC in Australia. So um, that's why we've kind of gone towards the PRS kind of style to introduce that a little bit more as well. But Rimfire also integrates well into the, the, the ranges around that we can use. I mean, pistol ranges traditionally uh, around Australia usually max out around the 50 metre mark, which of course obviously is useless for rifle centrefire. But with a little bit of stretching and a bit of, bit of creativity in terms of your, your targets and everything, it's quite doable. So we've, we've already had a heap of other clubs come forward, you know, offering and having interest in doing something in the future, which is good. We also do have a few clubs um, that have been talking to us that we can actually shoot out to about 300, 350 metres, which will be interesting for a um, uh, rimfire. So it'll be fun, though. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. The, I've got a few questions for you guys that you've, prompt, you've prompted me. Uh, one, on the distance side of things... What have you guys? I know you I've shot with you, Peter, out to about three hundred or so. We did. Uh, would you see that sort of stuff come into comps, or what? Where's your take on distance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I personally think distance is actually a lot of fun. So um, to be able to dial in and um, have a lot more challenging, um, I think it's fantastic. So going out to those three hundred with a rimfire. Um, you're either make or break like it's it's really challenging you can still do that with a iron sights as well we've seen that before guys going out to 200 200 plus um with like iron sights so fantastic that's right ben and and i mean i think the four of us were all out there we're shooting to just under 300 with our center fire uh, sorry rim fires and you know the, the the talk and the chatter and the um you know the elements. You uh, mean the banter? The banter. It 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 was the same sort of talk that you'd hear when you know there's a group of guys out there shooting to seven, eight, nine hundred meters, a thousand meters. Except we didn't have to shout. Except we didn't have to shout. I didn't even have my ear protection in. So, so you know, it's the same. It's the same techniques when you're pulling the trigger and you're breathing and um, you know knowing your dope or your drops. Uh, it, it's it's the same. With a with a rim fire as with a center fire, um, when you're talking to those ranges, so to to take this comp out to to greater distance is is something that's going to challenge a, a center fire PRS shooter just as much as a center fire PRS match. One of the other big things for the rim fire in the rim fire camp is the cost. It's just the cost of being able to put rounds down range. You know, if you get a match that's specced out to 150 rounds, say. Uh, you're not thinking, oh man, that's how much money What, is what that? does brick cost these days? Yeah. About 110 bucks? <laughs> yeah, you're thinking, oh, okay, I've got 150 rounds. I better take 200. Right, well, I've got to find 25 bucks from somewhere. It's not um, it's, it's not prohibitive, which is wonderful, which is you know, a really good advantage. That the Until you has. get super competitive about it, and then there is a cost element in this that it is exponential without doubt. I'm just going through that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but that's self-inflicted, Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct, That's your fault. But you can still spend that sort of money on a center fire and then still have to pay a couple of bucks every time you pull the trigger oh, very on top true. of it. Very true. But actually, rimfire rifles to 
function well and be competitive in this do actually have a few differences to the centrefire area. Yeah, One of the big things, well, scopes, for example, I'm just going through this now, trying to find a good quality scope that will actually focus parallax down to under 20, 20, 20 metres. All yeah. the big stuff doesn't want to know about it. Um, There's a bit of a shift in that, actually. Some of the, the bigger, newer stuff is coming down further. And in the last uh, probably 12 months, 18 months, starting to see a bit more of that. But but it's only a recent trend. Yep. There certainly is products out there that will do it. Oh, yeah, I found one or two. I was uh, at Nick Halliwell's yesterday actually playing with his HD Razor Gen 2. And the specs on that actually claim about 32 yards. I think it was probably pushing more about 40. But it's certainly better yep. than um, what I've been playing with up until now. Hmm. But the... Um Looking at the actual rifles, things like that as well, like um, Maruga just announced the new um, Precision 22 as well. So well, this is this is something else. One little to, thing as well <laughs> to get onto you guys about because uh, we're seeing what we saw in the Centerfire period world, where the industry is starting to catch on to the trend, and we you know recent times we've had the uh, T1X T2. Is that right? The Ticker one uh, released or announced. The Ruger announced. There's a new Savage announced. There's a number of, of rifles that are a lot more designed around this style of shooting in 22s that can be used as trainers. And we but are the best thing about it is you could have the whole collection. So you could if if you run a Ticker um, in the center fire, why not buy the Ticker in the rim fire as well? Yeah, and we are only uh, a matter of well, a week and a bit away from shot show in the US which you know will be full of announcements and no doubt we will hear a, a huge amount of what's uh, what's coming out and I I would expect that there will be a, a, a good trend up of rimfire type things yeah see in the old days you used to just run the um, traditional kind of like stocks the wooden stocks everything like that but now with these amazing chassis that are coming out like MDT and there's just you can name heaps of them go um, for it then absolutely amazing Name heaps of them. Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Where's Google? Where's Google? Where's Google? Come on. Where's Google? Come on. I saw you struggling with the MDT and, and some others. Yeah. Oh, MDT is just the best. So thank you very much, MDT. <laughs> yeah, get the sponsors in, I guess, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I cannot be any happier with my MDT um, LSS 22 chassis for my uh, Ruger American. It's a beautiful little thing. And the um, skeleton stock is absolute brilliant as well. Good, good. And they're a not quick, gonna, quick shout out to Magpul. They're not going to give you a free one. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> Magpul grips, come on. You know, you know you want one. Right, so um, <laughs> moving on from that. Or are we? Is there some, some stuff out there that you, you, know, you sort of alluded to more options in the scope? Is there some other stuff that, you know, in your 22 shooting that you'd like to see come out more? I think once you actually start trying to to look at the concept at the moment, one of the things we, we found tonight just talking through this whole planning meeting is the fact that we're, we're sort of forging ahead at the moment and there's no actual rule book. So, you know, we're, we're trying to adapt this shoot along PRS lines, along having some, you know, movement from the IPSC side, having taking people's previous experience and trying to put it all together. But, of course, in the process of doing that, um, 
you know, you, you hit these issues about, well, this is how it went here or this is how it was done there and this is a ruling for PRS and this is a ruling for IPSC. And the same thing applies to the rifles as well. Sure. You know, we, we, we've put together three categories for this shoot, one being anything basically that runs a tube magazine, yep. uh, a genuine hunter class, which is predominantly just your average everyday rifle, maximum 12 power scope. Yep. And then if you want to play on top of that, if you want to play big magazines, higher magnification, uh, parallel size barrels, big barrels, that kind of thing, we, we've just defi- defined it as open. You're going to so add we're straight to keep pull it in there as straight. well. No, a straight pull's part of open at the moment. I know that would be <laughs> like, some people might like to change that, but. But also to put in perspective of everything, we had a half an hour discussion if it was hit or impact. So that's what it comes okay, down ha- to. Okay, half hour is pretty generous. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that, was, that was about a th- eight minute discussion, I think. You're fine there, Ben? No, but that's that's only because we've got a massive background of IPSC or like um, PRS. So, um, so many people come from either kind of background. So it's kind of like nutting that out. But bu- building tactical rimfire rifles is something pretty new, I think, in Australia. You know, up until probably a couple of year- years ago, if you wanted a twenty-two, you went to the gun shop, you saw something on the on the rack that you liked, and you're like, I'll have that and I'll take it out and shoot it. No one was talking about barrel swaps or, or the precision side of it or trying to think about where you can game something, you know, where an action uh, speed or amount of bolt lift or the magazine capacity or even accuracy to a certain degree suddenly now comes into play big time in terms of a comp. Yeah, because your twenty two was just for like your bunny shooting or your plinking or your first rifle as a kid. It wasn't about the precision side of things. Yeah, there's certainly some 22 comps that have been around a long time, but they're a very different style of comp to what we see. And so there's been, you know, there's been years of, of research in 22s and getting the most from them generally off a bench. And aside from that, yeah, they're often seen just as a hunting top scenario, which in a PRS world is really where it all comes from and just trying to take it to the extreme. Well, I mean, it's the Olympic thing. 22 really has developed in terms of the accuracy side along what the Olympic standards have wanted. So ultimately, it's been single shot. And that doesn't translate to the game we're now playing. True, true. So when are we seeing the first biathlon in Australia <laughs> for uh, for the precision uh, tactical? How did you fight? hear about that, Rusty? Uh, you know, I've got some sources from here from time to time. Yeah, well, it might be showing its face this week. I don't think it'll be ready for the for the shoot by any means. Um, but um, yeah, we'll see where it gets to. It may work. <laughs> Excellent. So, gentlemen, if someone's at a club and really likes or enamored with the, the PRS style of things and, and is inspired like you've been, have you got some advice for them if they want to start something up or get started with running 22 type comps? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, probably best bet is just to either contact us um, via Facebook or even contact yourself as well. Um, I think you... Um, are very ingrained within inside the shooting community. So um, the opportunities there for us to even come out and do like a um, potential demo day or something like that um, is something we can do down the track. We haven't we've done previously. Um, we've gone out to a few little clubs and taken out um, some targets and um, some different barricades and things like that. So um, I think there's always opportunity to do things like that. It just depends if. We actually have time. We actually have full-time jobs as well. So this is like uh, still a hobby for us. 
Certainly, but if they're, I mean, uh, you know, we, uh, if we've got listeners who are listening in, in areas that you can't get to or don't really want to get to, perhaps. Um, we'll fly anywhere. It's all good. You just pay for the airfares. <laughs> oh, I was just waiting. I'm going to cut. I'm going to edit that bit out. That uh, you'll fly anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. For free, Ben. <laughs> yeah, why not? You just put me out for accommodation. You feed me, and I'm all set. Um, no. <laughs> The unique thing about the shooting community, and this is something I've found just in the past few months when we've actually started this and going down this road, is the people come out of the woodwork. You know, they see you actually setting something up, and if they've got an interest, all of a sudden you've got a new friend, you've got someone prepared to do something. Yep. I mean, that meeting tonight, I think we had 14 people sitting in there, yep. um, all from different walks of life, from different backgrounds, different shooting backgrounds all that have actually heard about this and had some interest. And they've all come forward to us and get, hey, can we help? We want to do this. We want to do that. There's guys in there that built targets. There's guys in there who did the electronics. There's guys that are coming along offering the RO. Mm. Um, some people have had a look at the stages and helped us develop them as we're putting it together. And there's been just an endless supply of knowledge yep. thrown, back as, thrown back at us over the last few weeks to help us put this together. It's just been brilliant. We, we couldn't have done it without them. No, absolutely. And they've been a massive, massive support for what we've done. Um, but there's also so much information online as well, um, which is sure. fantastic. So um, there's so many um, Facebook groups out there. Google's everyone's friend. So um, why not check it out? So we always have heaps of pictures up and everyone kind of loves showing off in a way. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think, Rusty, um, if there's people out there that are, you know, maybe club members at a club that, uh, you know, might not do this style of shooting. You might want to talk with your committee or talk with, you know, some of the other members of your club, and 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 just raise that, uh, you know, raise the opportunity. Um, you know, you can yeah, you can go onto YouTube or or you know Facebook and you can see some of this stuff um, being done. Uh, but you know, you know, talk about it and 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 set a couple of little stages up and have a bit of fun. And once you've done that. Um, you know, you, whether you're stretching your 22 out to greater range or whether you're challenging yourself a little bit more with target size, um, having a bit more, you know, dynamic activity to your shooting is infectious. And, and you know, talking with your club and, and, and you know, getting it out there will we'll certainly put it on their radar and, and only expand your opportunities in that way. It's also a um, a good way of um, exposure for clubs as well for people that actually aren't members or have never been to their club before. So um, hopefully, say the next one coming up at um, Torrens Valley, um, we have they have the opportunity to expose their club to. That's probably not the right word. That's uh, probably a little bit awkward. Um, but look at the. Um, their facilities and say someone that has gone from a rim fire or center fire going over to the pistol side of things looking at at who you know we've had interest in this competition from um you know it's fairly broad i mean i think we've got seven or eight interstaters um you know coming a a, a fair distance to shoot and there's there's people uh, better be good then. Yeah, I know. They it uh, will be good. Know, the stages are amazing, right? No, no. I think he's saying they better be good. I don't know. But you know, we've had interest from all over South Australia as well, and you know, we're sort of beating around, um, uh, you know, some numbers today on you know what we think we just, might. Just hang on a second. There's cats everywhere. What? This is where's the twenty two? This is cool. hang on. I've got I've got mine in my car. No, I don't. <laughs> There's literally just cats walking around us. 
This is that oh, cat, that cat tell was you sitting what, on the chair in the pub earlier when I he came saw in. that. Yeah, no, if if Badco was here, he would be losing his mind right now. Anyway, Hang on, they're so, all under my car. That'd be <laughs> what's going on there. Nice. Let's take the tires off and drop it down. Anyway, uh, Galen. Yeah, no, I was just saying the interest that we've had has has been pretty broad, and and obviously not not you know not from one obvious segment of the shooting community, um, all ages, all sexes, all. Um, all disciplines have been interested, from pistol shooters to PRS shooters to people that probably shoot rabbits on their farm. So, or cats. Or cats under, <laughs> under people's cars. So I think, um, you know, I, I think there's, it indicates there's interest, a lot of interest. And, yeah. um, you know, if you're out there and, and you feel a little bit isolated and, you know, how do I get this happening at my club? Well, you know, ask around and I think you'll probably find there'll be other people that want to do the same thing. A couple of the guys coming over from Victoria, I've been actually chatting to them the last couple of weeks, and they're actually keen to get something going over there, so they're actually yeah. coming over to have a look at this. But they even even threw the idea out there that potentially if they run something, we could even do a, a state versus state sort of competition coming up. But, you know, time will tell. Yeah, the mighty state of origin, why not? Yeah. That certainly, that's not the first time the idea has been suggested and uh, I suspect we will see all sorts of that sort of thing uh, coming up in due course. I, I, w- I wanted to mention, uh, and I, I probably have told this story, but it's re- related to Rimfire, so I'm going to tell it again. And it was, we were at a club shoot, 22s, and it was all pretty generic uh, while we were there. And I just, I had a 22 set up. There was, I think, only one target, one metal target that I was shooting. It was about 40 metres or something on those lines. And, and I was with a, another bloke, and I said, well, let's just make this a bit more interesting. So set the gun up, chucked a mag in, took five shots, mag out, ran back to five metres, grabbed another mag, back in, closed it back up, took another five shots, and we stopped the timer. All right, all right, it's your, it's your go. And he goes, all right, no sweat. So he had a go tried to do as you know as well and then he you know tried to gave him some pointers tried it again did a little bit faster then the three or four other guys sort of sitting at benches just shooting their 22s on paper looked over and one of the guys went can can i have a try of that yeah sure mate absolutely by the end of it everyone who was on that range was you know sort of half a dozen people they're all having a crack on that and then using their gun and then mixing it and it was just these are guys who weren't necessarily into this style of shooting it really is so much uh it, it creates a real interest really quickly the other thing that we certainly know about the prs style thing and Badco and I spent a couple episodes discussing it, but it really attracts the hunter type of uh, shooters, which you alluded to before, Galen, where the guys who aren't commonly on a range, not looking to shoot comps, they see this and go, wow, that's that's a lot more relatable to what I do. And I don't know your backgrounds, gentlemen, whether you've, you've done much hunting, if that's been a big part of what you've done. Has it, has it been? Spotlighting and such? Going back a long time ago, mate. Um, no, I was started shooting when I was 13. I was actually working in a gun shop when I was 14. Yep. And 14 years old, I was actually pushing a cart loaded with guns up and down Rundle Street. They were muzzle loaders. <laughs> <laughs> Flintlocks, mate. Flintlocks. Get it right. But yep. um, no, from that, I mean, the, the, the gun shop people sort of looked after me as well. It was a part-time job that actually went into a, a full-time job while I was at uni. Yep. But um, yeah, we used to get away regularly chasing all sorts of stuff all over the place. Nice. That was a long time ago. Ben? Um, yeah, sort of thing. I grew up um, 
in like a little country town um, for many years and moved to the Big Smoke when I was uh, quite older. So when did you move to Adelaide? Only about seven years ago. <laughs> so state of origin. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm competing against you guys. You guys, but where, where are you um, from originally? Queensland. Right, we'll just turn your mic off. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, I come from, like, a little country town and um, had the opportunity to, yeah, go, like, spotlighting and things like that when I was quite younger. So, um, yeah, started shooting at probably around about the same age, like 12, 13 or so, um, even driving the old Jeep around and stuff like that. So, um, having the opportunity to sort of do this again is kind of bringing in, like, my childhood as well as um, having two young like kids myself um, mm. and having the opportunity to actually teach them that guns aren't a bad thing and um, that um, as long as you're safe, um, anything's possible. So, Especially when you've got a purple unicorn. Hey, uh, my son loves a pink, 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 sorry. pink unicorn. My son loves it. I'm so colorblind. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Well, gentlemen, uh, any last thoughts and and give us a bit uh, running through those details of the competition one more time for us. They're all so, pointing at each other. <laughs> jump in, Gail. So uh, the competition is being held on Sunday, the twenty first of January two thousand eighteen, and uh, at the Torrens Valley Pistol Club, which is on Carmelo Road in Virginia. And uh, so, if you're heading north. On uh, Port Wakefield Road, it's on your left-hand side. What what time? Uh, we're taking registrations from eight thirty. So um, my recommendation would be to turn up reasonably promptly. I think bre- brekkies from seven thirty. Yeah, correct. So uh, registrations from eight thirty. Uh, you do need to be registered, obviously, to shoot. Uh, we'll be serving mm, breakfast that's from. How it works? Yeah, yeah. Uh, be serving breakfast from seven thirty. That is, um, you know, obviously, you, you know, you buy your breakfast, but um, lunch is also available after the competition as well. So it should be a really good day. Um, it's on a covered range, so um, you know, if it happens to be warmer on the day, you know, we, we're shooting primarily in shade. So, yeah, it should be a, That's a great competition. Yeah, Very so just good. make sure you just jump over to the Precision Tactical Rimfire Well, that, that's the thing is if people Facebook page. perhaps even can't make this shoot but are interested in following your progress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah jump over there and hopefully we've got a few more up. Um, the link's also on um, uh, many other sites as well. So um, everyone keeps sharing all the details. Uh, it's kind of uh, amazing how much love we've had lately. Um, so yeah, it's been fantastic. So especially um, from Impact Dynamic, love oh, you guys. We, we try and take care of uh, all th- exciting things shooting. You're going a wonderful on. man, Rusty. Nine <laughs> nine stages, couple of hundred rounds. Come along, it'll be a great day. Very good. And guys. numbers numbers are capped, so you want to be there early to register. Yeah, and with a pink unicorn, there is going to be high demand. High demand. Absolute high demand. So a wonderful, gentlemen. Thank you for spending a bit of time. Uh, thank, thank you, you Rusty. And. For those listening, if this has piqued your interest in the 22 world, certainly get in touch with these guys or look to get something started wherever you are because it's we've you know, we've done a number of these type of events and particularly the rimfire stuff has been really good fun. So get onto it and uh, thanks, gentlemen. Uh, we'll catch you all next time. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Rusty. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by STS Steel Targets, premium shooting targets and accessories.